Welcome to the Speak With People podcast. My name is Jason Rates. I'll be your host, and this podcast exists to help you improve your communication skills. Whether you communicate one-on-one, to a team, from a stage, or from behind a screen, we know that when we improve our communication skills as leaders, it exponentially changes everything. It improves our relationships, it improves our leadership skills, and it improves our business skills. So let's get ready to dive into this next episode. Well, how do you overcome stage fright? Whether you're presenting, leading a sales uh, pitch, maybe speaking at a conference, maybe even talking to your own team in your boardroom, how do you eliminate that stage fright? Whether you're a seasoned speaker, whether you're just kind of starting out in communicating, sometimes the fear can grip you so hard you don't quite know what to do with it. Well, today on our Speak With People podcast. We're joined by Alex Holzer. He is an expert in speaking and voice uh, coaching and communication. And he's going to share some valuable insights on how not only to eliminate stage fright, but use it for a place of strength. So I have loved following uh, him on LinkedIn. It's been absolutely great as I've been following his posts and I've learned so much and he's taught me so much from afar and I can't wait. uh, And I have not, I just really messed that up. (laughs) <laughs> I'll do that part over. Sorry, Alex. <laughs> and I'm so excited that he is on the Speak With People podcast today. Alex, welcome to the podcast. G'day there, Jason. Thanks for having me on. Happy to be here. Absolutely. Well, and we're, you know, I'm in, I'm in Tampa, Florida right now, and you are all the way down in uh, a little, little bit far away from here. <laughs> a little bit far away. Melbourne, Australia. We are down here just a couple of thousand miles away. <laughs> just that uh in december how is the weather this time of the year stunning this is our summer vacation right now we are peak season of the holidays right now so oh. everybody's off everything is going yet oh. happens to be a cold week at the moment but typically it should be about 95 degrees holy cow wow that sounds amazing uh, we gotta hop in we've got lots of important stuff to get to but i am curious Uh, Is it what they say, you know, some of the stories we read about Australia that there really are spiders and snakes and some creatures that really can uh, do some harm if you get into the right places? Not if you're living in the city. Okay. Living in Melbourne's a big city, but, uh, you know, this time of year we travel and we're going around on vacation to the countryside. So you can come across some interesting things. Yeah. I'm sure that's true of where we uh, we all are at. Well, hey, before we hop in more, let's uh, let our audience kind of get to know you a little bit. Share Maybe share a little bit of your story, where you're from, what you do, all that kind of stuff. My, st- my story is kind of boring. I'm not the <laughs> guy who had trouble and struggled and suddenly I had this epiphany where I picked up a book and I learned about speaking and that changed my life. Speaking and being able to get up and represent the group, be it the family, be it the class, is something that I was always good at. It's mm. just something that I naturally, I enjoyed. I would sit in class or at a school assembly and watch the principal speaking and I'd be listening and analyzing what he said and I enjoyed mm. it. I'm not saying I was the goody-goody in class, but the presentation, t- t- the skills involved in the present, in, in giving it over and engaging the audience, it's something that I always I always connected to. Mm. So even as a young, even as a young boy, whatever I can think back to, the speaking part of things was something that I naturally gravitated to and I enjoyed. But something that we were talking about beforehand off air, it was always just another side of me. You know, everybody's got a certain personality trait. Someone's got a good sense of humor. Someone's more athletic. But you go about your life and you do your work. 
and these things are just on the peripheral and sometime or other they'll come up and they'll be interesting in your life. Mm. But this was always growing. I was speaking at more community events. I was speaking at things within my network. And people got to know that that is a real strength of mine. And when they needed help, people would come to me and say, look, I've got to speak at an awards evening. I've got to speak at this sort of function. I've got to speak at my daughter's wedding. And you have time that we can sit down and go through it and work it through. I've got an issue with my teenage child is lacking confidence. And I want them to be able to get up and present. And so eventually when I was kind of between jobs and I had a bit of a personal moment in life when I had to change my work schedule, I said, I've got to have something that can travel around with me and I'm not locked into a location, Mm. especially today in an online world, I can work from anywhere. I said, hold on a second. I'm doing this all the time. Why don't we formulate a course? Why don't we formulate some content and make this into its own business? So that's just been a recent change in the last couple of years, actually making this a full-time gig. But it's really been it's really been the story of my life. It's really it's really as I'm I'm really I'm really working in the, in a field that I'm passionate about. Oh, I love that. I love that. Let me ask you uh, your opinion because typically if it comes up and you you kind of set this up nicely, I'll I'll ask other guests this. You know, when it comes to students in school, you know, obviously they're taught you know some public speaking, you know, some upfront communication skills, but it's it's so little compared to, you know, so many other things. Why do you think that is? And then, you know, maybe, you know, a thought to parents about how important it is to get, just like what you talked about, you know, some skills to their kids for that speaking, that confidence, that communication. It's very interesting. I did a program about six months ago in a school. They're what we call U10, 10th grade by you they were, as part of their English assignment that they had to put together, one section was public speaking. Mm. Now, the teacher had put together a three-page brief on the sorts of topics they could speak about, and he gave them an overview of what their speech should include. And it was a whole structure with an introduction and a hook and points and the content, the whole business. And then he got me to come in as the outside expert for one double session per week, to actually go through it with the boys. And I'm looking at this thinking exactly what you're thinking. Here you've got a highly qualified English teacher who's very successful. The kids are doing well in the class. And he's given them a great structure for a speech. Hmm. But you know what? It's not his strength. Hmm. It's really not his strength. And I came in and I would, I mixed up the class. I would spend about five or 10 minutes discussing a concept within public speaking, a concept about communication, how to connect with your audience, how to get over that fear to get up and to start speaking. And then I would throw it out to the class Mm. and we would set a task and they would have to get up and speak the first week for 30 seconds and the next week for 90 seconds and afterwards for three minutes. And we'd start to build them and give them experience. And you would see the different students in the room. Of course, you had the more confident ones or you had the other quieter ones who who, who were quite skilled. And then then you had the ones who were really scared. And over the weeks, you'd see them actually start to think and start to prepare. And then we would, you know, I'd play it on them. But the last session, I was really sitting to the side and the class were giving the feedback on each other. They'd already got the concept and they were looking at each other and it it became an interactive group where they were helping each other. There was feedback from each other. It was fascinating. And the teacher loved it. It was like you Mm. brought out a whole different side to them. He's like, you know, X, Y, and Z were always the shy ones. They'll never get up in class and participate. Yep. And, you, you know, it took a couple of weeks, but you, you brought it out of them. 
So he, he may have the general concept. He may know the ideas, but it's not his world. He's not mm-hmm. living and breathing it. Yep. And you need somebody sometimes who's just an expert in that field. You know, everybody knows something about their accounting and how to manage their business on a simple level. But there are times when you got to go to the tax, the tax specialist and yep. speak a level with them. They live it, they breathe it, and they'll help you out and they'll iron things out. And I think it's the same thing. Everyone, everyone communicates. That's what we're doing all the time. We are human <laughs> beings and we communicate. Yep. But sometimes you need to go to the coach. And sometimes, you know, you just need to fix up your technique, be have a few things pointed out to you, and get some get some words from somebody who's just living and breathing this all the time. They can see it a little bit differently. Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, I love that. That is so helpful. I you know, you think about uh speaking and you know, many, many leaders struggle with a little bit of stage fright. You know, a lot of them struggle with, and they think sometimes, well, you know, there's only a certain kind of people who can get up front and they're, they're never, they're never afraid. Stage fright never gets them. And that's just not the case. Like it hits everybody. You know, what is there, is there something in your story that kind of, you know, led you to become a coach and to help other people kind of get through these, these type of struggles? I think I've had a lot of success, I think, with with a lot of those young high school students. I've worked I've worked within schools in various roles over many years. And, you know, I've often worked with struggling students. They're not doing well in the class, they're not doing well socially, and you need to do something. And you find you find an angle, you find something within the curriculum that actually speaks to them. And you work. You work for mm. a couple of weeks to prepare a presentation. When that kid can get up as a 12-year-old or a 14-year-old and present to a group of their peers who really, within the academic world, are not really respecting them, that, that, that student. Mm. Because that's a student who doesn't sit in class, it's a student to disrupt, it's a student who's got learning difficulties, whatever it might be. But that student has taken something that they know and worked on it and been able to present for 15 minutes to their class. The looks on people's faces is, is astounding. But it's not mm. just them, it's that kid walks out of there you know and there's a teacher who will take a video of it or photos and email it to the parent and the feedback you get back, back afterwards what that's done for this person it, it's shown me the power that if somebody can actually get their message across yep. it transforms them as a person totally so if you can t- what's worked with these people is that there's something that speaks to them Mm-hmm. There's something that they connect with and there's something that perhaps they have some extra knowledge about from whatever it is. You know, it's their, it's their, it's their world of, of trivia that they're into that's suddenly connected with the curriculum in the way we were able to exploit that connection. So I find the same thing with people. That's what Gain Your Voice is all about. Gain Your Voice is your voice. It's not about me telling you what I think and how you should do it. It's about your voice. Mm. And if you are somebody who has... A unique interest that you're able to bring to the world. You have a unique experience. You have a unique story. You should be able to get up and say that story. I'm not saying that everybody's going to suddenly conquer stage fright that they can get up at every meeting at every event and talk about random topics. That's not what you need to do. We don't need to hear random stuff. We want to hear the relevant people say what they need to say, but do it well. Yeah, and be able to share their story well. If you if somebody is the the developer of a product. And they're going to get up at a conference. And of course, you're going to have the salespeople talking about it. But you want to get the behind the scenes and get the, you know, the person who came up with the structure, with the mechanics, with the whole concept. Now, that's, you know, for lack of a better word, a bit of a nerd or a geek. 
mm. who's been who's been working this out behind the scenes. But we want to get him up on stage and share that with the world. They should get some insight to it. That person should have the tools to be able to share it because it's their story and their journey. And, and it's a pity for the world not to hear that. So yeah. again, your voice is about getting giving people the confidence and the skills to be able to share their story. You gain your voice. If your voice is within this field, then you should feel happy and confident giving your message across within that field. It's, oh. it's yeah, it's really it's really focused on on my client, not really focused on me at all. Yeah, absolutely. Well, uh, Donald Miller in Story Brand, he wrote a little bit about you know uh, not making yourself the hero of the story, and so <laughs> you are just that. You're 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 the guide, and I love that that you're helping so many of your clients and the leaders that you coach gain their voice. And I love I love that name because we all have something to say, and it's it's fascinating in 2023, almost 24. I mean, every every single human being has a platform now. I mean, you couldn't have said that. Tim, you could have 10, but 20 years ago, you couldn't have 30 years ago. And now everybody has a chance to build their own platform online. You know, you're able to do that, you know, wherever you're at. And so, you know, people who struggle with uh, gaining their voice or stage fright or whatever roadblocks gets in their way, what do you think are some of the common misconceptions that stop them from wanting to move forward? You know, what are some of those things that just people are like, ah, you know, this, these are two, these roadblocks are too large in order for me to be able to, to do that. I think people feel that they have to be quote unquote professional. Mm. They think that it has to be perfect. They think that their vocabulary has to be amazing. You know, I think if there's one thing we can learn from American politics, you know, you had, you had the Bill Clintons and the Barack Obamas who were fascinating orators. I mean, you know, even us on the other end of the world who are not really involved in your politics. We loved listening to their speeches. Mm-hmm. They were fascinating people to listen to. And then you got a guy like Trump turn up. Forget about politically. His whole style of speech was just like talking to the guy at the pub. <laughs> yep. Yeah. I'll tell yep. you. I'm a salesman, and I'll tell you how to do it. And yep. his message cut through. Agree yep. with him or disagree with him, his message cut through. And you're like, you're coming from an Obama who's such a, a stunning orator. He's just someone who's just, a, you know, it's silk. It's a pleasure to listen to. He's got the presence. He's got the vocabulary. It's intellectual. It's fascinating. Yep. And here you've got a guy who's just a salesman and just coming across as a salesman, and they're both drawing big crowds. And they're both getting messages to cut through. And like, hold on, there are different styles here. Right. You don't have to be the best. You just have to be good at who you are. Mm. Or you have to have a message, or you have to have some way of connecting to your audience. It was, it was it, uh, to have one after the other was just a stark contrast. And it's not as if you're like, hold on, one's brilliant and one's just street level, and then it's not going to work. No, it can work. Right. Depends who you are, depends who your audience is, depends what your message is. But if that's what works for you, well, then that's your voice. That can work too. Absolutely. I think, I, I think one thing you're, you're bringing up here is when, when, I, when I start dealing with a client, I'll, I'll spend the first session or two really um, – getting a good breakdown of everything that that client does. And, you know, they're coming to me for a specific need. Yes, I understand. They're coming to me because they've got events coming up, because they're struggling to lead their team in the boardroom, because they want to get up and present their business to a wider audience. They want to launch their online presence, whatever it might be. Yep. I'll spend time interrogating them and really getting a good overview of what they do and finding Mm an area where they are successful. 
So for example, I've got a fellow at the moment who's a, um, he sells development projects, quite high-end stuff. And he says to me, one-on-one, I'm king. I've built my business on one-on-one interactions, getting the trust and talking them through and selling them an experience. But I'm going to have to speak at conferences. I'm going to have to speak at networking events. I'm going to have to speak to a different audience because we've got different projects coming up. And I've got a whole team that I'm leading. What I'm working on with him is saying that take the era that you were successful in, take the skills that you know work, and let's just take exactly that formula and transfer it to another area. So at the moment, it's, it's a conversation of me and you. It's two guys here having a conversation. That's easy. Anyone can sit down, relax. You got a cup of coffee. We're sitting at the desk. We're having a chat. It's easy. Everyone knows how to do that. I, ask, I also understand that behind you, figuratively, there could be tens of thousands of listeners. You represent mm. a whole big audience. But if I can frame that as just a conversation of one-on-one, now, you know what? I'll just make sure that I speak loud enough and clear enough to include all those other ones and ones and ones and ones and ones that are mm. out there. But I'm just going to view it as something that I'm comfortable doing and try and transfer that across to another setting. And I try and find that area where that person is successful and tell them, hold on, you do know how to do things and you have tasted success. Let's break down what's worked for you and see if we can reframe the other setting into relatable terms for you. It won't be that scary anymore. You know you've done it before. You know you've done it in a similar way with a slight tweak. Yep. We can get you to be comfortable in that other setting as well. Oh, that's so helpful. I mean, just being able to break break something down for someone and pointing out, you know, some action steps and a plan. I mean, that that is, you know, incredibly. I, you know, I talk with uh, HR directors from time to time, business owners, and I was having an interesting conversation with a business owner the other day, and they asked, you know, what do you think is one of the, you know, primary roadblocks to, you know, success in, in my company in the workplace? And I, I just brought up, I, I think your people need to learn how to communicate, and it starts at the top, you know? And, you know, you said it earlier, we do it all day long, like we communicate all day long, but, but we seldom take the time to go and invest in making sure our communication is actually working. And that's the, that's the fascinating thing. What do you think are, you know, a couple of the skills techniques uh, that are most helpful, you know, for some leaders when, you know, now like the person you're talking about, now he's got to go and stand up in front of, you know, even more people. What are some of those skills and techniques, you know, that help get him ready, get them ready for when they're, you know, standing up and sharing I, I, I my, <clears throat> sorry, in my slideshows to, uh, to students in school, I put up a picture of a head mm. and I asked them to point out on the head, where do we speak from? Now, most will speak, most, most will point to the mouth, but hopefully by that point in the, in the presentation, I've already given them enough knowledge beforehand that they end up pointing to the brain. Mm. It's, it's the thought process, right? Yeah. He says to me, look. I want to come across natural. I don't want to give, give something scripted. I want it to be my flavor. I want yep. it to be me naturally speaking. I said, you know what? Don't think about how you're going to say it at all. Ignore how you're going to say it. Let's get the ideas straight. Let's understand the structure. Let's understand your focus. What's your message? Let's yep. get the whole, the whole brains behind it. When you are clear about what and why you're selling here, you'll find a way of saying it in your own words. That's just the filter that's going to bring it out. And it'll come out with your personality. Don't worry about trying to script personality. What you need to work on Mm. is understanding exactly why you're there, 
What's your message? What's your focus? I said, you could get an app and, and share three stories of interactions you've had with clients that could be very funny and very interesting that you just shared with me. We're very comfortable chatting about. Just imagine it's just a conversation. Now, you could have a competitor in the room who's looking at you and saying, hold on a second, mate, you're wasting your time. Mm. Why are you telling stories? And you're meant to go through all this technical knowledge people need to know. But you know that the stories mm. actually include this point, that point, and the other point. Yep. And by the end of the story, you've kept everybody entertained. You've spoken in a manner that shows you at work. So you've, 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 you've been able to demonstrate competence in the field as well as knowledge. You've kept your audience there. And by the end of it, they've got the information needed as well. So you're not wasting time saying stories because when people are hearing stories, in your mind, you're thinking through a spreadsheet of facts and figures. That's actually <laughs> what you're thinking because you're focused on what you need to say. It just happened to come out in a way that's personal for you and you're, you're able to share the message that way. So I don't talk about how you're going to say it. We're going to yes. spend all the time thinking about what you're going to say exactly, really, really hone in and focus on what is your message. What do you want them to walk away with? And then everything else can build itself around that point. Think about how you're going to structure that. What are the steps that are necessary to get that message across? What do your audience know? What do they not know? What do they need to be educated about? How can we work that together? And then we can, you'll find a way to say it. That'll be the last step. I posted recently about a speech I had to give a couple of weeks ago at an event where two weeks were spent trying to get my head around what's my angle going to be for this event? How am I mm. going to approach it? I wasn't so happy with the structure of the event and I had to find a way that I was comfortable with. Once I worked that out, I prepared the speech the day before. But it was once I understood exactly my position, how I was actually comfortable being on stage, introducing and connecting with everything. Once I knew my position there, then everything else fell into place. I Oof. knew I had enough thoughts, I had enough feelings, I have enough background. I know that's all there. Yep. But which parts am I going to pull together? I need a focus. I need something that's going to string it together. And once I could figure out that focus and I could actually feel comfortable in the setting, the rest of the speech will write itself. Don't worry about that. Don't sit there with a thesaurus and trying to look up <laughs> catchphrases and key lines and takeaways. They'll build themselves. Yep. Oh. That's so powerful. That 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 step process of wrestling through the angle like you talked about. I mean, I think sometimes people, you know, they they blow past that phase cuz they're like I just got to get this done, let me put it all down, but they don't spend enough time doing what you just talked about. Just trying to make sure that they understand that angle well enough because once you do, you're exactly right. It just all falls into place. I mean, it's it's amazing. And I think that's one of the keys I found to just kind of being my authentic self when I step onto the stage, you know, so many people, you know, they want to, they want to be able to just have a conversation, you know, like they're having just a cup of coffee with someone else on stage. I think that's a big part of it. You've done the wrestling, you know exactly what the angle is. You're ready to share. That's just so powerful. So that is, that is my dream that people should experience it. Like you're just having a cup of coffee with your friend at the cafe. I want them to feel that. That's exactly what I want them to feel. I love that. Not because you're not taking it, not because you're not taking it seriously, but because you're prepared. Yes. And because you understand the setting. Yep. Preparation is just key. I mean, it's amazing what preparation will do for you, you know, when it comes when it comes time to going to deliver. Absolutely. It's all it's all in the background. 
I love that. Now, what about those moments where you didn't have time to prepare? So you're sitting in a meeting, your boss calls on you and says, hey, I need you to give us an update. And you stand up, you know, your knees are already wobbling. There's some beads of sweat coming down your forehead. You know, you take a big, deep breath and now you go to communicate. Any tips, wisdom, you know, for that folks, you know, when, they, when they, they're in that situation? Yeah, so my, my, my approach really works on three principles that I've kind of touched on beforehand, but I didn't really lay them out for you. I talk about the why, the what, and the how. Mm. And just to elaborate a little bit, the why is why are you the one speaking today? Mm. You've got a room full of people. Why are you the one speaking? And really, that's really the little voice in your head when you get up and it says, why are you getting up on stage? Why are you? you? Look at everybody else out there. Look at all those more accomplished people. Look at those more successful, more beautiful people with nicer voices. I mean, like, why yep. are you? That's the voice that's really pushing you down. Yep. So I say to that, there is only one a justified form of stage fright. And that is when you can't answer the why. Ooh, if you don't yeah. know why you are the person up there, well, then you know what? Stage fright is actually justified and maybe you should sit down. Ooh. But if you can say to everybody, no, 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 I am the person here and I'm not normally the, the, the public face of the company, but I am that person who developed this product. And there is some genius behind it that people don't appreciate. Yep. And I'm going to get up here and explain it to people. There are investors here. There are salespeople here who need to understand how it works. There are technical people. There are engineers in the room. They need my knowledge. So maybe I'm not the greatest communicator, but I've got something to say here. So that person can get up and share their message because, yes, I know why I'm here. And that's the most important piece. Yep. The second piece is the what. What exactly is your content? What is your message? What are you here to share? So I am here to share the mechanics of this specific gadget that we've produced. But I'm not even talking about the sales side of it. I'm specifically talking about the mechanics of it because that's my field. And I'm going to talk about how it differs from others and how I solved problems and made a new breakthrough in this industry. Yep. So I've got my message. And this is, again, when I can focus on my message, I don't really have to worry about people's reactions and people's faces and what they're thinking and what's going on because I've got a job. I'm focused on the job. I'm very, very targeted in my approach here and the final one is the how and the mm. how is your method are you going to use humor you're going to use stories how you're going to engage the crowd it's all important but it's really as i like to say the packaging on the gift mm. you can have beautiful packaging but if there's no real gift inside then the two don't match up you know too many times i think we've heard people get up and speak somewhere they might be a best man at a wedding or something, and they've, they've downloaded the, the, the latest jokes and they've downloaded all the catchy <laughs> lines and they really haven't had what to say. Yep. And, you know, it's quite, it's, it sort of falls flat. So I work the other way around. Really know why you are the person for the job. Really know what your message is and the how will fit itself together. You find the joke. It was a great joke, but hold on a second. Does it speak to me? Not really. Okay, maybe mm. that does. Hold on. There is a connection I've got with it. Now it weaves itself into my speech. And I really want everything to be streamlined. I want everything to work towards one focus and one goal. So if I'm really clear about why it's me, what it is that I'm saying, then the how will 90% of the time actually write itself. Yep. Yep. So and just, coming back to your question. Yeah. Sorry. Just, <laughs> no, no, it's great. Go ahead. Go ahead. Finish that thought. You, you, asked, you asked about the guy in the boardroom being just asked when he's not ready to get up and speak. So that person gets up and says, hey, I am a bit nervous. So you, put, you, threw the, you threw the spotlight on me. I wasn't ready for this. 
But hold on again. Why is he asking me to speak? Because I'm a member of the following department and we're working on this project. We're part of a collaborating team. So that's why I'm speaking. What do I have to say? I do have facts and figures from my desk and from my last team meeting. So I do have what to present. I may not be the team leader, but I do have information. And now I can go along just working on a few how skills to just make sure I get that across, even though I have, I have had the ball thrown at me when I'm not ready, I can do so. And it's the same thing for a teacher who's thrown into a new class. Yep. Principal calls them up. We had three people calling sick today. We're going to have to mess around with the schedules to cover classes. Oh, I hate that class. So I'm not prepared for that class. So I don't even know that topic. You're going to have to tell yourself, why am I there? Why am I the person who's been called in? What do I have that I can share with them today that might not be on their curriculum, but set a goal, set a learning objective for that class, and then you'll work out a way to do it. Mm. And it might be different to usual, but that clarity of thought and that process will guide you through. I, I, I love that. I love that. And I love the simplicity of it. Those are, there's su such three great questions. I talk to leaders all the time who want to overcomplicate it. They want to, they make it so confusing. And if leaders, communicators could just stick with that. Okay. I, I know the why, the what, the how I, I got these details straight. You know, they're looking at success. I mean, it's just amazing. That's it. It's pretty simple. I, <laughs> well, and it goes back to what you talked about earlier. You know, we, we all have these thoughts in our, head all the time, you know, and they mess with us. It's just, it's just amazing. I had a guest on the podcast a couple months ago. We were just talking about that internal dialogue that happens, or I guess the monologue that happens inside your own brain. And if you can get through that, it's like the sky's the limit, you know, same situation with what we're talking about, you know, to being able to move through all of that. And that's what you see in the online world today. You're getting just, you know, quote unquote, average people who are getting massive following just because they're doing something well. Right. They're not the stars, but somehow they're cutting through. And as you say, you get your mindset in order, you get your, your structure in order, the sky's the limit. It's incredible. So speaking of that, uh, you know, people are online talking all the time. You, you mean, you got teenagers who have built, you know, I mean, we have some teenagers with, you know, a million, three million. Huge. I mean, it's just, it's just, it's just insane. Uh, I don't know if you're much of a futurist. Every once in a while, I like to play in my head like, okay, what's this going to look like in 10 years? Any thoughts, you know, f that have been rolling around or, you know, in some of the study and research you've done on what these platforms will look like in 10 years? Do you think, you know, it will just kind of keep going to the right? People will just keep growing and expanding their online influences and communicating online? Or do you think it will ever get to a place where people just get tired of it? And it will go away. Uh, you know, I, I don't know. I, I'm not really into that game. I'm, I'm sort of a late, a late follower when it comes to different platforms. But I think that people eventually manage to, to, to boil things down to what's really going on. Mm. There's a lot of hype in the beginning. Things grow. Things are, you know, everyone follows the trends. And eventually, eventually, people follow if you follow any of the big marketing people online, you know, they'll talk to you about how to <clears throat> post on various platforms and how often and the algorithm hacks and all the different tips and tricks. And eventually, if you listen to them or the organists say, listen, there's a different sort of dialogue on every platform. Mm. Understand the types of people, understand the way they communicate and talk that language. It's not a matter of how flashy and how colorful and which hashtags and whatever else you're going to use. 
It's a matter of understanding that LinkedIn is professionals. They're looking for something that's going to help them within their business. Yep. Now, you might use a bit of jazz in it. You might use selfies. You might use a little bit of Instagram to make your profile stand out. But it's not Instagram. It's not what people want. They right. want something very different. Understand the language of every platform. <sighs> and that's so good. You know, platforms and different technology may come out in all sorts of ways. But at the end of the day, it's still people connecting with people. You mm. got to understand what is that setting. Is that a business setting? Is that a social setting? Is that two people sitting in the stands watching a baseball game? Is it the way they talk? What What is it trying to replicate? Anything, I think this is very important in the world of AI because anything online, anything that's automated is there just to automate a process that you are doing yourself. Mm. So instead of you doing it once, you can now mass produce it for lots of people. Or instead of me actually thinking about how to do it, I can get a robot or a program to analyze what I do and replicate for me and automate that process for me. But it's yep. always coming back to you. It's always yep. coming back to something that you should be doing. So if you understand that, you can have control of the game. That's so good. That's so good. Alex, you've given us uh, just, uh, I mean, I, I took a page of notes here. Such great wisdom. I can't wait to uh, get this aired and get the show notes out. Before, before I let you go, just a couple of rapid fire questions. Let our audience kind of keep getting to know you. You know, we talk a lot about speaking on this podcast. Is there a speaker that, you know, you just every time you hear them, they just captivate you. I mean, they fill your, fill your bucket. You're, you know, you kind of go back to like you were talking about in the beginning, you know, when you watched the principal or whoever was speaking at those assemblies, like, is there that speaker for you now? I think, I, th I think I, I rotate. I, I'm going to I'm going to admit something here, which is not that good. I've become a bit of a YouTube junkie, <laughs> and you know, I'll go for a walk at night, or I'll go to walk. I'll go, I'll go down to the shops instead of driving. I'll walk the five ten minutes, and I'll put somebody on and listen to them. And my taste can change. It can be somebody in a marketing space, a business thought leaders. It can be about a specific area. It might be something. That's more, you know, intellectual, someone who's a specialist in a specific topic that just speaks to me. But I keep moving around. Yeah. And, and I'm I'm always I'm listening to their content, but I'm always I'm always really analyzing their style. That's really what I'm doing. And like sometimes like my kids will be like, Why do you listen to that guy all the time? <laughs> and you know what? It's a good question. Yeah. But I like his style. I like the way he takes a question and breaks it down and analyzes it. I'm really not into his world. So I'm not really listening because things necessarily speak to me i'm really listening to the way people speak and i just mm. i just enjoy that so yeah i move around i really do but i think people should always try and try and break down how people speak i think that's very important i love that you can learn a lot from that i love that i love that is there a podcast that you uh love either a guilty pleasure or development that just kind of fills up your bucket um uh, recently Recently, I've been very into Gary Vee. Mm. I've been away from him for many years. Many years, I haven't really listened to him at all. And he's totally not my style <laughs> at all. But again, I like the fact that the man is focused. Yes. He'll take anything and he'll always come down to his focus. And he'll break it all down to what his goal is, what his intention is. And that's what I love about him. Mm. He's just very, very single-minded. I, I think that's very important. Are there any YouTubers uh, in Melbourne that you, you follow? I'm not, yeah, no, I'm not, I'm not stuck to Melbourne. Okay. 
once what, what yeah once the world is online i'm happy to look at anybody anyway absolutely absolutely so last question if we visit your area of the world what is the one thing that we we just have to make sure we experience Okay, so right now you got to come, right? Uh, 26th of December over here is a public holiday called Boxing Day. Don't ask me why, but that's the name of the day. <laughs> Boxing Day, we have we have a big cricket match. Again, you don't know what cricket is, just an English version of baseball. <laughs> but we have a stadium here that takes over 100,000 people. Wow. And for the yeah, for the Boxing Day match, that is <clears throat> it's like it's like when you guys have the Super Bowl, that's the Boxing Day match. That is something you've got to come for. You know, you come, it's, it's, it's boiling hot. Everybody's in party atmosphere. You know, everybody's just relaxing and drinking and in the sun all yep. day. The 100,000 people, the roar of that stadium is awesome. I love it. You've got to come down. You got, yeah, you, you got to come to the Boxing Day Test match at the G. That's what you've got to come good. for. <laughs> Sounds good. I love it. I love it. Uh, before I let you go, is there somewhere we should send people to find you online? Like, where's the best place people can get more information about you? Um, my LinkedIn is probably the most engaging place because I post just about every business day. Yep. So it's always, there's always something interesting going on over there. There's a lot of interesting information and a lot of behind the scenes, how I dealt with a client or how I'm dealing with any speaking engagement or what the feedback was. I'm always taking people through the process. Yep. So that's where you really get to understand me. And then other than that, uh, I've got my website. So that's GYV, again, your voice, gyv.com.au. I'm not sure when this uh, episode is going to air because at the moment it's under construction, but hopefully by the time we go live, it'll be it'll be up and running, but there'll be a link to that from the LinkedIn as well. Perfect. So there, there'll be more information. There'll be videos. There'll be courses. There'll be all sorts of stuff there. Perfect. Well, thank you again. This has been a great conversation. Thanks for opening up your vault, sharing with us you know, your insights and wisdom, and, and uh, just really appreciate having your voice on the podcast. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Jason. Best of luck. Absolutely. Thanks again. Well, thank you for joining us on another episode of the Speak With People podcast. We hope that you were encouraged. We hope that you were inspired and challenged to improve your communication skills. I want to thank you again for being a part of the Speak With People podcast community. Make sure you don't miss out on being a part of the Speak With People Facebook community group. Just head to Facebook, type in Speak With People, scroll down and join our community because every single day, We're encouraging each other. We're helping each other to improve our communication skills. Thanks again, and we'll see you in the next episode.